from South Bend, Indiana, in the shadows of the Golden Dome, Spoke Street Media and Redeemer Radio Sports bring you Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. You already share their values, why not share in their benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. It's time to get you caught up on all things Irish. Here's John Brock and Angelo DiCarlo. Well, we always say we're never going to do a show after the final game of the regular season. And two years in a row now, we have. Last year was because Brian Kelly went to LSU. Marcus Freeman became the head coach, and we did an emergency show. This week, it's a podcast-only edition of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. And the reason is, well, Notre Dame has lost its starting quarterback. Not because of injury, but because Drew Pine has announced that he will enter the transfer portal. And this doesn't come as a huge surprise, but it comes in a surprise in terms of the timing. So I talked to John. And I said, John, you want to just do a quick podcast? And we said, sure, why not? So Angel DiCarlo alongside John Brock. This is a special podcast-only edition of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Drew Pine will not play in the bowl game. He is entering the transfer portal. And, John, uh, your initial thoughts. Wow. I just wasn't expecting it right after the end of the season there. I mean, much like last season, as you mentioned, weren't expecting the Brian Kelly news uh, to come that quickly after the season before bowl games and selections even come out. And now Drew Pine, I mean, I think a lot of people saw it coming. Notre Dame was going to go after a a transfer, bring in someone. It's going to be a tough battle next year for that starting position at quarterback at Notre Dame. And I think people expected Drew Pine to try and take his somewhat successful year here and leverage that into a starting position somewhere else. But I really did not expect it coming this soon. Well, and the fact that now we've also learned John Bryce uh, reporting that uh, Tyler Buckner is not only practicing, but, quote, will play in all caps uh, in the bowl game. Now, I don't know how much of an effect that has. It's not like I don't think this is a situation of, uh, Tyler Buckner is going to start in the bowl game, and Drew Pine said, to heck with this, I'm out. Like, I don't think it's like that, but I think the, there there are connecting points in all this of that competition, as you would say, and uh, it's just, it's it's interesting. I, I, I said on social media, I was like, I'm not surprised he's transferring. I just didn't see the timing coming this way. Um, I anticipated, and this comes back to what I was thinking the biggest thing. It comes down to the Notre Dame degree to me. He's a Notre Dame guy. He grew up a huge Notre Dame fan. He's always wanted to come to Notre Dame, and you can see that, how much that's meant to him. I would be stunned if he's leaving this place without a Notre Dame degree. I was told by a source that, to the best of their knowledge, he was expected to graduate in May. So I don't know how this exactly works. Transfer portal is a new thing, but my assumption is you got to get your name in there, and you got to start talking to the teams, and... Maybe he just won't actually, quote-unquote, transfer until June, and he'll get his degree in May from Notre Dame, have that, and then he actually transfers in June. Because, quite frankly, if a school knows he's coming, what does it matter when he actually transfers? As long as you don't think this person's going to, you know, you know, turn back his decision, which isn't going to happen. It's like a commitment, right? You're, it, it would be like a, a verbal commitment. And I, 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 that's my assumption, maybe, but you never know. You have no idea. Well, I think there's a lot of things that go into it, and you touched on a lot of it. First of all, there's already over 30 quarterbacks in the transfer portal this year. So, first of all, that's a lot of competition for Drew, Drew Pine and trying to find somewhere to go. And so, 
he does need to get his name out there early, so I think that's a bit behind it on top of the fact that Notre Dame has already let him know that they're going to be looking for a transfer quarterback themselves to pick up and that Buckner will be back. And I think he saw the timing and the opportunity and realized he needed to get out in front of this one. And I think you are right there. He probably can stay and get his degree and just do that verbal commitment idea that the question there becomes depending on what school he's going to, are they going to want him there for spring practice? And some places, maybe more than less, depending on the the quality and possibly how competitive that program is in and of itself. Well, and but he may then decide that that's a school he doesn't want to go to. You know, because is Drew Pine going to transfer to a school where he's got to compete for the starting job? I doubt it. Probably, I think he probably I, not. I I would think he's going to transfer to a school that's pretty much saying, "Hey, you, you're our guy as long as you know you do everything we anticipate you're going to do, right?" And that would mean you would think that they'd be willing to wait un, until until June for that to happen. But again, I don't know for sure uh, on that thing. But you would think he'd want to get his Notre Notre Dame degree. Um, couple quick things. Credit to Pete Thamel from ESPN. He was the first to report the news. And then Drew Pine didn't waste too much time in social media. He tweeted, quote, One of my proudest honors is to have been a student athlete at the University of Notre Dame. I've been blessed to be among great coaches and teachers and play with teammates I consider brothers. Our bonds will be lifelong. Now it's time for me to take on a new challenge, and I will be entering the transfer portal. While I'm excited about what lies ahead, I want to thank the entire Notre Dame community for their support. I am forever grateful for the entire for the experience and memories. And he's had a few teammates. I'm sure there's more. But I will. Uh, Lorenzo Styles wrote, "Great teammate, great brother. Love you, man." Logan Diggs wrote, "Love you most, brother. It's much bigger than ball." So, just a couple of the reactions on social media from his teammates. He's very well respected on the team, beloved. That's why, kind of, I think initially, until you actually sat there and evaluated it, you're like, "Whoa, this is a guy you would think would want to play in the bowl game." But man, these bowl games are so different. They are. They are, if you're not in the playoff, they are glorified exhibitions at this point. And, Absolutely. And ever since Jalen Smith got injured, oh, by the way, a Notre Dame guy, you know, we've always looked at it in the sense of you don't want to hurt, you don't want to get hurt and screw up the possibility that you're going to lose draft status. But if you're a guy that's also planning on a transfer, why would you want to get hurt in the bowl game and then all of a sudden mess up your chances of transferring. It's not that all different, really. And if you're one of those traditionalists that are like, this didn't happen in my day, you're right, it didn't happen in your day because none of this stuff was really this rampant. The transfer portal is almost in a way, I don't want to say worse, is not the right word, but has a greater effect on college football than even NIL. Because it guys guys are basically free agents every single season now. They don't have yeah. to sit out a year. They don't have to do. They don't have to sit out a year. That's the bottom line. They don't have to sit out a year. That was always the case. If you know Drew Pine, well, I mean theoretically, if he was getting his degree, he wouldn't have to sit out a, a year, and he could transfer anyway. But it just wasn't as rampant. It is slowly increasing and when they pulled the band-aid a year ago and started the transfer portal as go wherever you want pretty much whenever, this is increased. And it's different than last year because last year was so new and we're coming out of COVID. It was very different. This year it's now like, oh, so I can do this, I can do that. And like you said, 30 guys already in the yeah. portal. 
I mean, you're getting to the point, and I don't, I mean, whatever, it's a podcast only edition and we're going to go off on tangents. You're getting to the point that I'm not sure when the college football playoff expands to, to 12 teams in 2024, I am not sure how many bowl games will actually exist in 2026, 2027. Because if you're going to have this much movement, are teams going to be able to field a competitive enough team to play in a bowl game if they're not in the college football playoff? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even sitting looking at it in the college football playoff, if you have, you know, maybe a TCU has a good year again next year, or I guess in two years, and they're playing against an undefeated Alabama team, and you've got a guy looking at good draft prospects or possibly trying to transfer, would you want to go and get hurt? I mean, even in, of course you'd play in the college football playoff, but even when you are playing in a in a college football playoff situation, it could be, do I really want to go get hurt against Alabama when we're going to get obliterated and well, or get if injured you're the, going into the draft? I mean, it, it goes all the way up to that level. Or if you're the second string guy. <laughs> yeah. If you're the Jacob Lacey's or the Joe Wilkins yeah. of the world, where you're, you're on one of these teams, but you can enter your name into the portal December 1st, or you wait until, because now the playoff is going to start, around December 20th, December 21st uh, f- for the 12-team playoff for those that have a first-round game. So you're you're now three weeks behind. I think that's more that more too. the scenario. I think the guys will put the, the injury factor in play if they have a chance to win a championship. But the transfer part, if I'm a backup, I think that's different a little bit. And, and I think it really all comes down, whether it's the transfer portal, whether it's the draft, whether it's NIL, it all comes down to that risk and reward for these guys. I mean, that's when you look at Drew Pine's situation, what it is is the risk and reward of if he, if he stays, he plays the bowl game, and he doesn't enter the portal, he's risking getting a good offer, finding the right place for him for playing in that bowl game and getting that Notre Dame degree and kind of it's just that push and pull whether it's Drew Pine and the transfer portal or whether it's a guy debating whether to play or possibly get injured when he's looking to enter the draft all right uh by the way what what a year it has been because it was a year ago today that Father Jenkins he tweeted this earlier in the day on Friday, that it was a year ago today that Father Jenkins was in Rome interviewing Marcus Freeman over Zoom for the head coaching job uh, at, at Notre Dame. And now a year later, this is the way college football is working, that a week that used to be not so newsy has become very, very newsy. And it's not just on the coaching side. It is on the player side and the portal side. And uh, man, it just makes things that much crazier. Let's Let's circle back to to Drew Pine and the the Irish quarterback situation. So how ready is Tyler Buckner? We don't know. Um, We will have a better picture of that whenever Marcus Freeman decides to talk to the media next, which I don't think will be too far down the road. It'll be sometime probably next week after Notre Dame learns where they're going to play a bowl game coming up on Sunday, and it won't be that far after. And will we know for sure? No. I, I don't know if Tyler Buckner is going to be starting the game and ready to go and play the whole thing, or if it's going to be a situation of, no, Steve Angeli is going to start and Buckner is going to play some. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The But the Buckner is ready to go and will play at another wrinkle within 20 minutes of, of this crazy story. Yeah, you're watching this whole thing unfold. and it's, In real time. And, and it's just, you know, you, you find out Drew Pine's leaving, which – 
surprising but but somewhat expected. And then you see Buckner, it, it, he had hinted, Marcus Freeman had hinted at Buckner coming back uh, last week. But now uh, the official, he, quote, will play in the in the bowl game. It definitely adds that wrinkle and, and makes you, yet again, just wonder about this quarterback situation, not just for the bowl game, but then looking forward, you've got Buckner coming back. And how will he be coming back from that injury and fitting in and then, Adding more and more guys into this, it really makes it complicated. Well, I mean, and and moving forward now, the best news for Notre Dame is Buckner will play, quote-unquote, and is practicing now. That means if he's not 100%, and I think he has to be. It's a collarbone. And you wouldn't you, risk it in a bowl game. Right, like not. I don't think you're risking that uh, unless Buckner feels he's got to prove something, um, and that would be the only risk. I mean – he, he may feel like he has to prove something to show he should be the starting quarterback in Notre Dame, right? Try to cut off the possibility of someone transferring to Notre Dame. And, you know, that that's the only thing I can think of. He, if he's looking at it like, no, I can prove myself to show them that they shouldn't bring in somebody else to compete for this job. I mean, that They're could— They're going to bring in somebody no matter what, though. That, exa- I was about to say that. that. That could play a factor, but I think Notre Dame's going to bring in— a transfer no matter what. They've got guys coming in through recruiting, and it's, I mean, there is going to be a quarterback competition whether or not he comes back and shows well in the bowl game that he that he is 100% that he can play, can be that starting guy. That's not going to make it definitive. I mean, we saw it last year, Marcus Freeman. He, he draws it out, that quarterback competition. He's one of those coaches that likes to, to see the competition and, and hold back what he's thinking to try and add that level of, of competitive competitiveness even just in training camp and in practices. So that's going to be there no matter what, whether Buckner has a great bowl game or whether he just comes in on a couple drives. Yeah, and Kenny Minchie's the quarterback that committed to, to next year to be in next year's incoming class that would arrive uh, in June. Then you have Angeli. Ron Paulus from Penn High School is is the is the backup, but you would have had a very crowded room. You you know, you and obviously you have Buckner and then you have a likely transfer quarterback who would probably you would assume be the favorite for the job. And then you had Pine. I mean, you're looking at it if you're Drew Pine, where are you fitting in this quarterback room? Yeah. And I thought in my head I thought Okay, he's going to go through spring practice and then decide where am I in the pecking order? Did I win the job? Or am I or at least do I have a real shot? Do I feel like I have a real shot at this point to win the job? Okay, that's question number 1. If not, am I number 2? Am I number 3? Am I number 4 on the pecking order? And if you're number 4, then you're saying, "Okay, maybe I'm going to go now get my degree. I'm I'm out of here." If you think you're number 2, maybe you're like, "Well, I'll stick around. I'll enjoy my senior year, and then I'll I'll, I'll get out uh, because I'll I'll see how this how this develops. I I don't know. I guess I thought he would stick. Or, bottom line is, I thought he would stick around longer. The more I think about it, I understand. I just it all comes back to the degree for me. I feel like I feel like if he doesn't have his degree when he actually leaves Notre Dame, that might not be the best decision. I think I a hundred percent agree with agree with that and. I think where it really comes down to is if he waits until the spring and he figures out where he is in that order and if he's sitting at probably three, four, maybe two, and he decides to transfer then, and you're looking at the the places he's looking at, possibly Virginia, Boston College, a lot of places out there looking for a quarterback, they'll have picked someone up by then and he'll have a whole other competition on the other end. If he gets in early, 
and he gets his his name in first at another school, he just automatically gets that first mover advantage in that competition that he's moving to. No, you're right about that. By the way, we'll mention this is a special podcast-only edition of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Why not name out some of our other great sponsors that have been over the years since we're not going to have our regular commercials, maybe squeeze something in here or there, but Tire Rack, uh, Indiana Physical Therapy, Tony Letcher of Health Markets, Tom's Car Care Center, Indiana Physical Therapy, Katanzarite Financial Services, the Nicholas Center for Ethics and Culture, the St. Vincent de Paul Society, Elkhart Betting. I believe I named them off, and if I didn't, you know, shame on me. With Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, our online banking and mobile app are like having a branch right at your fingertips with everything you need to use and manage your accounts 24-7. Check us out at NotreDameFCU.com, insured by NCUA. All right, so uh, again, uh, you know, the big news of the day, Drew Pine transferring from Notre Dame. He will enter the transfer portal. portal. Tyler Buckner will return, and according to John Bryce, will play in a bowl game so a very interesting development in that regard uh John what else do you kind of want to hit on maybe that we hadn't had a chance to to mention well I I think it's just kind of as I'm seeing now it sounds like that that not only all of us were caught off guard but the coaching staff at Notre Dame was a little caught off guard by this announcement from Drew Prine as well so just kind of the the very sporadic nature of this whole thing it's just still a little bit surprising did you say you saw something about it cutting off? I did. I'm trying to find it again. I lost it, but, but <laughs> you know, I did see and that. We just got to be careful on some of that stuff because some of this stuff can be... Uh, all right. Uh, I Tom, Tom, Noy, I, I, Tom Noy tweeted, Source close to ND Football Tales, uh, Notre Dame Insider, that coaching staff was caught completely off guard by Drew Pine announcement on transfer. This was something that might happen down the road, likely closer to spring, not the second day of December. Okay, that's interesting because... I was starting to think in my head, we know how close Tommy Reese and Drew Pine are, and I'm almost wondering if Tommy Reese was just being very open with Drew Pine and saying, look, we're going to bring in another quarterback. Um, you guys are going to compete for the job, but we're going to bring in somebody. And may and I don't know. I don't know if he would straight up tell him we're anticipating that guy to be the leading contender for the job or you know, if Tyler's ready to go, we're going to lean on him. I don't know how open he would be, but he might be. Um, if they're that close, he may feel he deserves to tell him the truth. Yeah. And that conversation may be also already happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that conversation may have happened, and and Reese still thought Pine wasn't going to leave today, thinking he's going to leave in a couple months. As we talked about, yeah. As we talked about. But who who knows? This, this stuff develops so quickly, and changes so rapidly and is you don't know who's giving who advice and it's so there's no background there's no history I should say to fall back on because all of this stuff is so new in terms of the transfer portal like we mentioned earlier that it's hard to say well remember five years ago when this happened you know what I mean? there's no comparisons anymore to previous years because last year is the first year that this was a big deal and it became a big deal out of nowhere. It wasn't like a definite thing that was going to happen. And it was still coming out of COVID a little bit and there's still some restrictions. Things were just a little different. So it's it's been an unusual thing. Plus, Drew Pine has, you know, a lot of these guys that are in college, like yourself, 
have only been in this weird COVID era yeah. for most of your college life. That is different than how I went to college and how someone who graduated from Clemson or Notre Dame or NC State or USC in 2018. Different yeah, it life. definitely changes the the perspective of, of the student and the student athlete as well because, I mean, for a year for most colleges, a year and a half, you were possibly not even on campus, not really interacting with the community. And we say Drew Pine, you know, he had that Notre Dame fa- like fan base growing up. He, he was a Notre Dame fan, has always been connected, but you don't necessarily feel that same way. As you said, someone in 2018 graduating, they had that whole experience of being a part of the community and having everyone around all the time. And so maybe you don't build up that connection as much on top of the transfer portal, allowing this type of movement. And it really just creates a a whole different situation as we're kind of talking about. And that's why we see so many guys in the portal and so much movement, so many teams to looking to pick up different players. It will just be interesting to see how many guys will be available for Notre Dame in the bowl game and for whoever they're playing. You know, whatever that bowl game ends up being, that that will be determined on Sunday. Uh, it's just going to be very interesting to see if, okay, Drew Pine's the one guy, and then there's maybe one other guy that wasn't going to play, or four or five other guys that weren't going to play that have decided to transfer. Or are we going to see four or five starters? that? And I'm not referring to... I'm not referring to the Michael Mayers or Isaiah Foskies of the world. That's a given that uh, there are going to be guys who are at high-level NFL draft picks that may sit out. I'm not saying those guys definitely will. I'm assuming Mayer will. Uh, Foskey, I've heard, really actually wants to play, and someone's got to convince him not to. And and ultimately, he may be convinced not to. But there are going to be some of those guys that decide to play. Some of them, Just like last year, Kyron Williams didn't play. Um, in the bowl game. So so that's going to happen too. But are there going to be guys that are eyeing transfers that also decide that? But here's the thing. Quarterback's the only position that if you're if you're the number two guy, it's like, you know what I mean? You're you're nothing. It's like, uh, what, what's the saying from Talladega Nights? Um, ah, man. See, this is what happens when you're doing a podcast. You can't even think of it. What? <laughs> Uh, if you win, uh, if you ain't first, you're last. If, if you ain't first, you're last. Well, that's what it is as a quarterback, yeah. almost, right? If you ain't if, first, you're last. If you're the second wide receiver, you're still playing. That's true. You second I mean? running back, you're still getting handoffs. You're still getting reps. Yeah. If you're the second quarterback, unless that guy gets injured, you're not playing. Yeah. So it's the only position that's truly like that. So maybe, maybe this will be an anomaly in that regard. But I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Well, yeah. And you look back at it and. You know, we definitely don't have much to go off of. And and this is a little bit of a, a different topic than we were just talking about. But in terms of the transfer portal, you're seeing a lot of this shift toward it. And, and now we've seen success from these guys who transfer. I mean, we look at the last game that Notre Dame played in, Caleb Williams, transfer portal, fantastic season at USC, completely turning the program around from the last few seasons. Hot, top Heisman candidate now at the end of the season. Uh, he's, I mean, unless he... Unless, well, this podcast is coming out, uh, aren't they? Are, isn't the Big Ten? Isn't the Pac-12 championship? Uh, it is. On Friday? It is later uh, today on Friday <laughs> so, when this podcast. So maybe we is shouldn't out. date ourselves. Well, we're twenty-something minutes in. I guess if we date ourselves <laughs> at this point, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think the guy's 
he's probably got the Heisman in in, he, in the he, bank unless he, he throws absolutely. nine interceptions and, in the Pac-12 championship. And so when you're looking at that and, and you now have a, a basis of a transfer uh, quarterback the next season having such success, I think that even grows – uh, the the possibility and the the outlook on quarterbacks in the transfer portal sitting out, transferring as quick as they can to try and set up a situation like Caleb Williams has shown is possible. All right, uh, and Drew Pine's final numbers on the year: he was eight and two as a starter after taking over for for Tyler Buckner, won eight out of nine games before losing the the USC game, which probably you may argue was his best performance of the season. Uh, in, in many ways, he obviously did very well in that game in terms of completion percentage. was 15 of 15 to, to start that game, but it didn't feel that way because of the way, as John mentioned, Caleb Williams performed in that game. Pine finished the year 164 of 254. He completed 65% of his passes for 2,021 yards, had 22 touchdowns and six interceptions, and he averaged 183 yards passing per game. I'll tell you what. 65%, looking at the numbers objectively from a wide-angle view, 65%, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's not bad at all. No. The and one, the 184 yards per game is low, but the actual touchdown-to-interception ratio is pretty darn good. Well, and I, I wish I had had more time. Uh, we're reacting a little live to this, but if you look at some of the other guys in the transfer portal, I mean, he's... His, if you look at the numbers, his, his numbers, numbers are, 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 are pretty much at the top of the pack. I mean, you look at Brennan Armstrong, Virginia quarterback looking to transfer. He's 54% completion. Yeah, but look at Brennan, Brennan Armstrong's numbers last year. He does have great numbers last year. Last year he threw for 4,000 yards, like 29 touchdowns and four interceptions. This year wasn't so good. This year wasn't and as I good. Don't, and I don't know and what the so reason you, is. And you just don't know what you're getting. And, and, and you're looking at some of these other guys – You've got Chance Nolan, Oregon State, and he's got, you know, a less than a thousand yards, nine hundred and thirty-nine, less than sixty percent completion rate. Uh, you got Jay Butterfield from Oregon. I mean, he's not sitting in very much at all. And you, Hudson Card is another name I've heard thrown out there a lot uh, for this Notre Dame, along with Brennan Armstrong, who they're trying, people who they might be trying to pick up. And you know, he's at less than a thousand yards, six touchdowns on one interception. So a lot of these guys either you know didn't see that much. Or you look at Brennan Armstrong, and they have, and they've kind of gone downhill. You look at Drew Pine in comparison, and he's looking pretty good in this transfer portal. Possibly one of the the top, if not top three guys looking to find a new place, and that's kind of why he wants to get out there early. By the way, Tyler Buckner also quote tweeted Drew Pine's tweet just with a, a nice red heart. You know, and that's good to see that there's a that relationship has stayed strong between between Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. Uh, here, look, Pine may. I don't know. I don't know if Pine's going to be the one that people look at as as. So I'm interested to see where he ends up. I'm interested to see if he ends up at a Power Five school, if he ends up at a strong Power Five school, or if he ends up at a lower Power Five or even a non Power Power Five um, school. That'll be interesting to see, and. You know, God bless him, and we wish him the best of luck. There's no reason for anyone to not wish him the best of luck because we all understand if you don't have the spot 
spot there, it totally understands. Again, it comes back to, you know, hopefully he is going to get his Notre Dame degree, and then and then that's all well and good, and we wish him the best. But um, I don't know what ultimately will be the thing, but what I saw, I think I tweeted this after the game on last Saturday, what you saw is this is the difference between Notre Dame and the and the top of of college football. Caleb Williams versus Drew Pine. Drew Pine played about as good as Drew Pine was going to play, and he was nowhere near Caleb Williams. He completed a higher percentage of passes than Caleb Williams. But what Caleb Williams did in that game was be a difference maker. And that's what Notre Dame is missing at the quarterback position. Quarterback drives everything in football, whether or not it's college or the NFL. We, we see that all the time in the NFL. Look at what has happened to the New England Patriots since Tom Brady left the Patriots. The greatest coach in the history of the NFL, Bill Belichick, is a fine coach. But he's not the greatest coach in the NFL right now because he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore playing at that elite level. And that is the difference. And I don't know if Notre Dame's going to get that in the transfer portal, but that's what they need if they want to take that next level step to not only make the playoff, but have a chance to win in the playoffs. They can, they've shown that. They can make the playoffs even with a quarterback that is not one of the four best quarterbacks in the country. And that's not to take a shot at Ian Book or, you know, any of the previous quarterbacks that have been at Notre Dame. But Notre Dame hasn't had an elite quarterback since Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen was an elite quarterback. The defense on that team was horrible, okay? Um, now they've made it. They made it to the national championship game with Everett Golson, who was a freshman at the time. They've, they've done it. But to win those games... They need a difference. They need that difference maker. Whether or not it's Carr coming in in a few years, Minchie next year, a transfer quarterback, or ultimately if it's Tyler Buckner, it, they. But they need that guy to be a difference. Maker. Well, and one thing I will say on that is one thing I don't know if it will change is if those quarterbacks, those difference making quarterbacks, are going to be in the transfer transfer portal that often and I think Caleb Williams was in it well, last year I I will get to that that's okay. one thing I think is that won't happen very often okay. Caleb Williams was in it last year but you look at it he's following a, a head coach to a new place yes that's a slightly different situation I don't know that you're going to get the Caleb Williams and the CJ Strouds and, and those kind of players in the transfer portal that often I think they'll commit Joe and Burrow. They, you did get Joe Burrow, but you look at it, he didn't have that much to go off of when he transferred. He wasn't necessarily an established guy. You yeah, might, he was not at the you level. You won't get the yeah. established top front runners, and, and so I don't think that's going to be the difference the, the transfer portal makes. I think it might have some of those unique situations like a Joe Burrow, some guy that's been sitting in the in the background, and people just didn't realize the capability, and that could happen, but I think it's still going to be a heavy recruiting finding that guy possibly like Carr could be for Notre Dame in a couple of years to build up a program. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying they're going they have to get it in the portal and they're going to get it in the portal. I'm saying they need to just get that piece. Look, the bottom line is this is all comes back to one thing. They haven't won a national championship since nineteen eighty eight. And if and if they want to win a national championship again, they need a difference maker at quarterback. They're gonna need a lot of other stuff. Like I said, Jimmy Clausen he was on terrible football teams. I mean, those teams would have been even worse if Jimmy Clausen wasn't there. Um, and he had a lot of elite players around him. He had 
Jeff Samarja, or not Jeff Samarja, excuse me. He had Michael Floyd, and he had Golden Tate and Kyle Rudolph. He had some elite talent on offense. They didn't have a defense. You know, you need that other stuff. But, like, the current system that Notre Dame has, if you pluck in a Caleb Williams or a Jimmy Clausen to this year's Notre Dame team, and Marcus Freeman is in year three, four, or five as a coach, something like that, this is a team that's in the playoff, and realistically, you can believe they have a chance to win it. Well, absolutely. I think you look at things going forward from here, and you look at Marcus Freeman going into his second season. As we mentioned, a year ago he was just being hired. Now he's he's looking at his first, well, second bowl game, I guess. But he's looking into his second season, looking to get a new transfer quarterback, get Tyler Buckner back, have some good quarterback recruits coming in the next couple of years. He's got some great defensive guys. He's putting those pieces together. And you've got to look at the outlook and think it's good, but I, you know, they really need to just get that final piece at quarterback. And who knows where it will come from. Transfer portal, recruit making their way up. But really, you got the pieces coming together. You got guys like Brandon Morrison on or Benjamin Morrison on defense and Brandon Joseph, a transfer portal guy coming in itself. And you get those pieces coming together at a place like Notre Dame. You find the the final quarterback piece of the puzzle to come in and you really got to think the outlook is good you know one last thing John to put a bow on this is the debt of gratitude I think Notre Dame fans should have for Drew Pine here's a guy who loves Notre Dame came to Notre Dame because he wanted to be at Notre Dame he wanted to be the quarterback he wanted to be the number one guy waited his time had some opportunities when Jack Cohn came in people wanted him to be the quarterback didn't get another chance last year comes back, competes for the job, doesn't win it, doesn't sulk, ready to go, and then goes 8-2 and two as a starter. There's a lot for people to be appreciative of. And I know there's going to be some fans that are like, he's leaving us, and they're going to look at it in a negative way. But I think when we bring this full circle, there's a lot of things to be appreciative of because this, this season could have went real bad. Um, when Buckner got hurt, and Drew Pine is among the biggest reasons. Look, I said, what's the difference between Notre Dame winning a national championship and uh, being where they maybe currently are as the quarterback position? Well, Drew Pine's also the difference between Notre Dame being eight and four, nine and three, and ranked, and having one of those four and eight seasons. Like he is a he was a difference maker in bringing this all back together. That he went eight and two as a starter. He does deserve a lot of credit for that. And I don't want to end this without saying that. Yeah, I think two things on that. Looping it back to the transfer portal, I think we will still see guys like Drew Pine. A lot of credit to him sticking it out, trying to get it last year with a couple guys, Cone and Buckner, sticking it out in this offseason, trying to earn that starting spot, losing it to Buckner, staying around, and he got his time. And I think that is one thing that I hope we don't lose with the transfer portal. And two, that's, that's just a lot of credit to, to Drew Pine. He stuck it out. He earned, earned a spot. And he showed that he had the ability to be a good quarterback for this Notre Dame team. And he did 8-2, and two, took over a, a season this year after Tyler Buckner got injured that a and lot of people only, were already writing off. I mean, it was, it, it was a rough start to the season. And he did not put his head down and say, all right, oh, well. Well, I'll just and it was fill a rough, in. A reminder, it was a rough start for him. It was. That, that Cal game was awful. <laughs> and he figured it out in the second half. Then he had a couple of great games. And it was it swung. We all know it swung. He didn't have uh, – not every game was great, right? The Stanford game was tough. And there were, there were some down moments. 
He didn't have the numbers against Clemson, but he led them and did the little things, as Tommy Reese said, that allowed them to win that game. And he just did enough. He wasn't the reason they lost to to USC. Um, it, you know, it, he just he does deserve a lot of credit. And I don't want to go and make this seem like we we went thirty minutes and we didn't talk about how much he gave to Notre Dame in his time. Absolutely, and he really he stepped in, and and I'll say it one more time: is he just. He didn't give up, and that's something to be admirable. He was a Notre Dame guy coming in, and he showed that he really cared about this program. He cared about his team, and I think that's why you see a lot of love coming from his teammates out today. And he's a Notre Dame guy going out. All right, anything else you want to add about anything? I think that's all I've got. All right, we went over a half-hour special podcast-only edition of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. We will be back with a full-go show December 31st at 9 a.m. on Redeemer Radio as we preview or as we look at whatever is going on with Notre Dame's bowl game, it might be a preview for a bowl game or it might be a recap of a bowl game. But then our next show is going to be December 21st or December 31st at 9 a.m. on Redeemer Radio, unless something crazy happens again and we do another one of these. <coughs> Edit. Another one of these emergency podcasts. Maybe I'll leave the cough in there just for the fun of it. All right, John. Thank you very much. I'm Angel DiCarlo. And we'll close things out like we always do in prayer. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame Mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, May we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Spoke Street Media and Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. You already share their values. Why not share in their benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Touchdown! 